Hey everyone, welcome to the Grow with Quora podcast, where we interview marketers on how and why they use Quora. I'm your host, JD Prater. And today on the show, we have SQ Ong, who works in marketing for Ahrefs, the SEO tool that helps you grow your search traffic, research your competitors, and dominate your niche. His hobby is breakdancing, and he has a dream to visit 100 countries. And we brought him on today because he's been writing quite a few articles around how to drive traffic to your website. In his latest article, he mentions how he uses Quora to drive traffic to his website. So I thought he would be a great person to come on, talk about his tactics, but he also works for a content marketing SEO tool. So we're going to get and understand a little bit more about how you can leverage the tool, how he leveraged it to really make your Quora answers the best they can be and how to find them, how to resource them. And so I'm really excited to have you on. SQ, thanks, man, for coming on. Thanks for inviting me, man. Uh, to be fair, I think the fifth tactic was getting on podcast to drive traffic to your website. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Yes. I, I, I guess I kind of, this is the next tactic I should cover. I used Quora to get myself on a podcast. <laughs> there you go. So you can combine four and five. So his fourth tactic was using Quora. His fifth tactic was getting on podcast. And we're going to lump them all together for you guys right now. Uh, but first off, we, we got to talk about this SEO word, Hrefs, Ahrefs. I mean, help me out. Like, how, how do we pronounce this in the marketing world? Okay. So internally, uh, we call the tool set Hrefs. We accept Ahrefs, because there are many people who just pronounce it Ahrefs, but you know, some people are pronouncing it Rfs, and I think that's kind of pushing it, you know, it's a no-no in our books. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. so, so Ahrefs, totally good. Yep. Ahrefs, mm, maybe second, but Ahrefs, <laughs> no. Now, no RFs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's, you know, let's get started here and uh, we can kind of dive in because you were talking about in this fourth tactic using Quora. So, you know, talk to me about your content strategy for Quora. Okay, cool. So uh, at our company, Quora is both a content promotion channel and a customer support channel for us. So maybe I, I'll just elaborate on both. So for customer support, so as our brand is growing, more and more people are going to, actually going to Quora and asking questions about our brand. So maybe instead of uh, going to Google and typing stuff like, you know, how much does HRS cost? Or maybe uh, questions like HRS versus one of our competitors like SEMrush or Moss, they actually go to Quora and get like third-party reviews or... Uh, knowledge about the two sets. So a big part of what I do on Quora is to find these questions like Hrefs versus SEMrush or where does Hrefs get its data or how much does Hrefs cost and I will answer those questions so that you know they, they get an objective answer from a representative from the company. The second way we use Quora is as a content promotion strategy. So we invest a lot of money into uh, producing the best content around SEO, content marketing, and traffic generation. So we want to uh, get as many people as possible reading our content. So one way we use Quora is to kind of repurpose these blog posts and videos that we create and use them to answer the questions that are on Quora. Gotcha. So I really like that. So 
really great, like two pronged approach around brand. So, I mean, you guys have a big enough brand, you have enough customers, you have enough people that are in the SEO content marketing world that are really uh, correct. I think you're correct. I've seen a lot of these types of questions as well. So I think one is like almost like protecting your brand. Then you've got like making sure that you're aligned well within your competitors to make sure that, hey, like we want to make sure that we're saying this whenever we're talking about competitors and the feature sets. And then third, answering those types of questions where you already have content, right? And so I think the first two make sense. Let's, let's, let's dive into that, that last one. Uh, whenever you're going in and you're answering questions, so you're repurposing your, and to be fair, you guys have really good content, right? I mean, it's very long form. Uh, like, do you guys have like a word count, like on an average blog post, just so that the listeners can kind of know? Uh, so we don't actually count words when we write, but I would say most of our blog posts uh, range around 2,000 to 6,000 words sometimes, depending on the topic. Yeah, so that's the range. Yeah, I mean, these are not 500 word, they're not like BuzzFeed style listicles while while he's talking about 11 proven ways like each way could be its own blog post right and so um so talk to me about how you are repurposing that content on core that that last one so talk to me about how you're you're finding the right questions that match up with your content okay so uh this is an interesting question because I think on, there's so many questions on Quora that you could possibly be answering. And uh, a very important thing to do on Quora, because there's so many questions, is that you need to find the right questions that can get you the views or the traffic or the leads that you want uh, as a business. So I've done some uh, experimentations or just trying things out on a platform. And I, there are four main ways right now that I use to find the questions that I answer. The first one is the most straightforward. Uh, if I, for example, wrote a blog post about how to drive traffic to a website, so that would be my keyword that I use to search for questions on Quora. So I will uh, head on to the search box and I will type in like drive traffic to a website, a website traffic, a traffic generation, and I'll start to answer those questions that come up because I already have a piece of content that is related to these questions. So it's easy for me to just take uh, bits and pieces of my original blog posts, uh, repurpose them and answer that, use them as an answer for all of these questions. The second way I use to find questions is actually uh, our own tool set. So we have a tool called uh, Site Explorer where you can enter any domain and we will show you all the pages on their website that's getting a lot of uh, search traffic basically. So one of these sites that you can research is Quora. So what I do is I will enter Quora's domain into Site Explorer. I will go to the report called Top Pages. So Top Pages uh, ranks all the pages by the amount of search traffic they are receiving. And then I will search for related keywords for our content. And then I will answer those questions based on what I find on Hrefs. The third way is interesting. I found this, I think I learned this tactic from Matthew Barbie, who is from HubSpot. So this is what you can do. You can try to, you can set up a Quora ads account. You don't have to run ads, but you can set up one. And then as you are trying to set up 
a ad to target questions that you want or you want to run ads for questions uh Quora actually uh because they want to help you find the right questions to target and get enough traffic for your ads you uh, you guys show us the number of weekly views on the questions so that is very helpful i use that to find like questions that i can answer with enough views and the last way is kind of like a pareto's principle kind of thing that i found by myself if you look at certain top writers on Quora, you will find that even though they have answered maybe like a couple of hundred questions, maybe about 20% of those questions send them the most views. So what I do is I will go to Quora search box. I will enter a topic that's relevant to my industry like marketing or digital marketing or SEO. And I will go to the top writers. I will find writers who have a disproportionate number of views versus the answers they've written. Hmm. So if you go to marketing top writers, you will see that you know, some of them have seven answers or 10 answers. They're related to the topic of marketing, but they have like 100,000 views, 200,000 views. So I look for those questions that I like to answer. Oh, wow. I really like that last one. And I think a lot of people don't even realize that that's a feature. I, I mean, the way I look at it is like, they're kind of like our quote unquote influencers, you know, influencer marketing is so hot right now. And what I love about, you know, these most viewed writers on Quora is they're influencers because you can see here, they are only writing, let's say five to 10 answers, but they're getting hundreds of thousands of views, right? And so we can see that there's something about their answer. There's something about their knowledge sharing and I got to also plug, I love that they're influencers because they're sharing knowledge, not because they're just like good looking people. Uh, you got to love that. <laughs> so what, have you found anything uh, whenever you've done that type of research around like looking at those top writers? Have, have you found any common themes or is it really just each person kind of has their own writing style or is there something that you can summarize around that? It actually really depends on the topic. What I have found is that it depends on your goal, right? So if your goal is to get a lot of views on Quora, like you want to accumulate views, you want to be a top writer, then you have to answer uh, broad questions. Like broad questions on Quora gets you the view. So uh, in my industry, it will be like marketing, advertising, business related questions as opposed to like SEO because SEO is still pretty niche. as a topic uh, in some other areas. I think there are a few top writers like Sean Kernan, who's doing really well. Uh, people like them, they answer questions on life, on careers, on personal development. So these topics are really popular in Quora. And if your goal is to accumulate views, answer these kind of questions and you will do really well. That's a really good tip too. I think a lot of people listening or trying to figure that part out as well. And so, I mean, to kind of reiterate, if you really want the views, if that is kind of your goal is to, you know, be a core influencer, be a, what we call our, our top writers, which is uh, our top writers on the entire platform. So not just a most viewed writer per topic, what we just talked about. So that those are two different types of, you know, badges that we would give to writers, but go or broader topics, 100% agree. But if your goal is to really zero in and focus in on maybe what your business is about or really where you're a subject matter expert, you're going to have to kind of focus. And so it's kind of fun that we get to talk to a marketer about writing about marketing, you know, so it's kind of, <laughs> it's just kind of meta whenever we, you know, are seeing this. So 
you're, I saw that within your, your post, you're, you're really trying to answer what I think five, at least five questions a week. Is, is that right? Yep. I mean, there's no strategy behind this. I would say this is pretty arbitrary, but I, I did read uh, from many people who have uh, done really well on Quora, including Jason Lemkin, that a consistency is, uh, is key on Quora. You want to be seen as a thought leader. You want to be seen as somebody who is active on Quora. So you have to be uh, on there answering questions uh, every day, show that you're consistent, show that you're not there just to, you know, uh, get some links back from Quora or, you know, try to only siphon traffic off of Quora. So everything I have to do at Hrefs as well. So I thought to myself, it, I could answer one question a day. That would be fantastic. Uh, if I could do more, that would be better. But, you know, minimally to be consistent, I need to do one, uh, one a day on weekdays. So Monday to Friday, that's five answers. Yeah, I think that makes complete sense. And I think I would echo that as well. I think consistency is the key. It's probably the hardest thing that I think most marketers struggle with is I think we we love spending, you know, time on Twitter where we're, we, we, you might spend out <laughs> 10 tweets a day or you might get into a conversation or you might be on Facebook and you're like spitting out all of these posts. And I think with Cora, it's kind of hard because we don't give you that immediate hit, right? We don't give you that, that immediate feedback. Core really is a more of a long-term play. And so I think you've been on it just now, just over a year now, right? You've been yep. kind of building this out. Okay. So just over a year. So this is still pretty new. I think a lot of people here are like, well, what would my first year look like? So you're, you're kind of investing in writing answers. You're, you're repurposing your content. Uh, so within a year, what, what type of results are you seeing? Talk to me about how you're measuring your success. Okay, so uh, at this point of time, I think you will find that uh, the way we do things at HREFs is slightly different. So we are not super huge on metrics. Uh, the only metric that we are really interested in is ARR. I would say we are not actively measuring the results from Quora. It's just that we understand that Quora is a popular platform and we have the content that we can repurpose on Quora. So it's, it's kind of like a... Uh, easy no-brainer next step for us even though we are not actively measuring say traffic stats from Quora we do have a channel on our Slack called registrations okay how this comes about is that when somebody signs up for our tool we actually have a form before they complete their registration to ask them you know where they discover us their answers are funneled into this Slack channel called registrations so I do check the channel pretty regularly and I'll tell you that we, have, we are getting like 10, 15 leads a month. Like these are customers, paying customers coming from Quora every month, 10 to 15. And uh, these are people who have actively you know, mentioned that they found us on Quora. So we are probably still missing out a lot of people who maybe they forgot that they discovered us on Quora or they didn't even mention it. Yeah, so it's pretty good results for us. Wow, that, that, that's kind of crazy. So, I mean, again, you think about... Uh, that affinity, you know, that someone was reading your answer, right? And you would think a lot of people here are like, I got a UTM every single link. I'm going to be tracking everything in Google Analytics. It's going to be like last click. But you guys are really uh, taking a form and you're asking, hey, what did you read about us? Where did you hear about us? And the, the recall is really impressive. Like I'm actually like really impressed that people are able to remember yeah, I saw your answer on Quora or I saw that the work that you were doing, you know, is X, Y, and Z. So that's, 
that's really impressive. That's actually like really cool to kind of hear even from as like a marketer that people are able <laughs> to remember. I mean, think about how many messages, you know, we are hit with every single day across all these different channels. So uh, that's actually a pretty good recall. I think another point I want to add is that uh, I believe Quora frowns upon, uh, you know, marketers using UTM links in their answers. I'm not uh, 100% sure if this is confirmed. But to me, I think if you were to focus too much on trying to get every click on your answer, you are kind of defeating your, the purpose of being on Quora. Because I, I do believe a side benefit of being on Quora is that you are seen as a thought leader you're seen as a representative of the brand that you're representing. And because of that, you build up like brand equity, you know, you build up your reputation. And eventually, uh, as my head of marketing likes to say, because of mere exposure effect, people remember you, you know, you, you have educated me on certain topics on marketing, on SEO. So if I need a tool, I'm going to find you because, you know, you taught me everything I knew and I'm going to use your tool to do whatever I know now. Yeah, I uh, I 100% agree. I, uh, I'll answer quickly. So you can use UTMs, but no affiliate links. So that is where we differentiate. So you you can use UTMs, but I, I want to say I agree with you. Within the Quora experiment, right, when you think about the platform, what the platform values, what the users are there to do, I 100% agree. And I, I actually... I, I love your head of marketing. I love that philosophy. It's very like uh, Seth Godin, right? You know, I think <laughs> I have talked yeah. about him before of really providing value. Like that is our, that is our job. You know, that's what we're supposed to be doing. And within Quora, that's what that looks like. It's providing a really in-depth answer. It's providing the best answer. And, you know, again, that could be four sentences. That could be four paragraphs. And I think that's the balance. That's the key of being a thought leader, building brand equity, building out your reputation, the credibility, because eventually that mere exposure effect, that repetition is going to lead to some sales, which you're seeing as well. So that's, that's a really cool way to think through measuring, but also thinking through how you leverage Quora. One last point is that even though many marketers may think of Quora as, Quora as a platform, but if you think about it, for most companies today, a lot of the employees are marketing channels in of itself, right? A lot of uh, companies today have evangelists like you, have a, you know, a head of marketing or an outspoken marketing team member that you know, continuously talks about their products, what they're doing and stuff like that. So uh, every time you answer a question on Quora or maybe you put something on Twitter on social media, you are also building your personal brand. You're building a brand for your for whoever you're representing. So you are also a channel on its own. Everything adds up to, to the entire brand experience. Yeah, that's a really good one. That's a really good uh, one to like throw out as well because I know a lot of people are hesitant to go out and write questions because they're like, but what if I'm not working here anymore You know, in a couple of years? What happens to all of those answers? And it's like, well, they you can delete them, but like they're still there and that's okay. You know, I think a lot of times uh, people get really kind of frustrated with that, but it happens. I think we have some workarounds, you know, that we can talk about later or in a <laughs> probably like a different, you know, episode, but um, whatever you're, you're answering. So I'd love to dive in a little bit on this repurposing of the content. So um, what's your strategy for answering questions? So we talked about how, how you find them. We talked about 
why is this as important to build that thought leadership and that credibility on Quora, how it's leading to sales. But I'd love to hear more about how you're taking your content that you already have, you're finding the right questions, and now how are you like repurposing and putting it onto Quora? Uh, so there are a few ways I do it. If the question is directly relevant to my blog post, I will just rewrite uh, what I've written because the research is already done. So I've just, you know, rearrange the sentences, make it fit the question better. Uh, the other way is that uh, because we have so much content on our blog, so if a question does not fit perfectly, I will cross-reference uh, several blog posts across our blog so that the answer makes sense for the question. I think my, my tip for anyone who's answering questions, uh, especially if you're new to Quora or if you are not a writer, is uh, what I usually do is also to look at the existing answers on the question that I'm answering. So if there is a particular format uh, that has worked really well for a question, I will try to imitate that format. So uh, some questions, you know, if you look at the answers, uh, people who are answering in, uh, in a list-based style, they get more views. So I will make, uh, I mean, to me, it signifies that people who are reading this question, they are looking for something list-based. So I will just make my answer something list-based. Uh, if, you know, it is a storytelling kind of answer, you know, everyone in the answer is telling a story, telling a personal story, and I will add a personal story into my answer. So this is how I do it. I look at what other people have done. And uh, if you have no writing experience or you're completely new to writing, uh, you can do a quick Google search about copywriting formulas, writing formulas, you know, and try to uh, just kind of follow the template a little until you are very used to writing an answer. Yeah. People, people get really scared with writing. It, it, it's so tough. It, it's, it's almost easier to make a video, right? <laughs> As we've seen yeah. like this explosion of uh, video in the last couple of years. But I mean, I don't think text is going anywhere. I think Quora really lends itself to people that like to read, that are curious to learn a little bit more in that research kind of evaluation stage. But one thing too that I wanted to hit on is the different types of writing styles for the types of questions. Because I know that you don't always write about uh, HREFs, right? You, you're, sometimes, sometimes you're writing about marketing in general. And I think it's really important that you're not always just promoting and selling your product whenever you're answering questions. You really need to have this mix. And so uh, do you do you look for like a ratio or you just kind of like to answer questions that are relevant that you know that you can answer? Uh, I mean, there was an arbitrary ratio that I was following. I mean, this is completely made up by myself, <laughs> just the safest, just put it out there. But I was trying to do like a three is to one kind of ratio, like three completely non hrefs kind of uh, answers versus, and then one something related to hrefs kind of answers. Okay. Cool. Well, you also mentioned Spaces, which is a newer product from, from Quora in your, in your article around 11 Proven Tactics. Uh, and so Spaces, for those out there, it's, uh, it's a, kind of a community-based. It's almost like a Facebook group. It might be like a Twitter hashtag. It could be uh, like a Reddit subreddit. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're kind of a mixture of all of these things, and they're really uh, formed around 
themes. And so they're currently in kind of a, a closed beta, but slowly rolling out to a lot of people. So you can go in, you can join them. Uh, it might be a little bit more difficult for you to create one, but we do have thousands of these spaces created. And I wanted to get, you know, what have you found from, you know, participating in these and also like, you know, what kind of results you saw? Okay, so I'll be very honest. I've not explored spaces as much as I would like to. I, I think after talking to you, this is something that I will look at uh, in the near future, maybe in the next couple of weeks even. I think the biggest takeaway for me in regards to spaces is every time you share my answer in your space, I get a lot more upvotes and views and shares and uh, things like that. So uh, my takeaway for somebody who doesn't know anything about spaces is actually to network. Like if you were to ask me like how I would use spaces going forward if I, were, if I didn't get a chance to create my own space is to begin to network with uh, people who own spaces like you, like Jason, like uh, whoever that has a space right now. Because at the end of the day, I think a lot of people forget that ultimately Quora is still a social media network. And that means that you have to be social. That means that you have to network. You know, like how you talk to friends on uh, Twitter, talk to friends on Facebook. You have to network and talk to like people who are answering questions, Quora, you know, people who are in the same industry as you and stuff like that. I think that's very powerful. It's something that I regret not doing more of and I hope to do more of in the future. Yeah, so feel free to join our space too. So you mentioned it. Uh, I'll make sure to leave a link in the in the show notes where you can join. It's uh, Digital Marketing News and Trends. Um, I'm, I'm the currently I'm the admin on it where I'm sharing you know great answers that I'm seeing around Quora. I'm trying to share some industry insights that I'm you know reading across you know every week and every day. So there really is kind of this mixture of Quora answers, but also some industry insights. So hopefully. You know, you guys are finding it useful. Like we're doing pretty well. We got like over 25,000 people in there, which is, you know, pretty crazy to see. We got some really good engagement, I think, around, you know, upvoting. I'd love, again, I'd love to see more networking in the space. So maybe you and I can work on adding some more comments and talking with each other within the space, like some of the other uh, spaces that are, you know, out there, they're getting higher engagement. So let's do it, man. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> well, we are wrapping up every episode and we're asking marketers and guests, like, what is one thing marketers can do today to be successful on Quora tomorrow? What advice do you have for us? Okay, so my advice is to answer questions that you have expertise in. I would say this isn't like a traffic tactic or like a Quora hack or whatever. It's more like a philosophy that I have when it comes to content creation. So what I find is that in content marketing, a lot of writers are out there creating content on things that they know absolutely nothing about. And they are basically just copy-pasting stuff from elsewhere. So if you want to be seen as a thought leader when it comes to content creation on Quora or wherever else, you need to have the expertise. You need to be able to present a very nuanced opinion on uh, certain topics uh, in your industry. So it's the same for Quora. If you want to be seen as a top leader on Quora, you want to be respected. You need to show the readers and the people who are asking the questions that you are an expert. You have to start from slowly you know, answering questions within topics that you have expertise about and then just building, uh, building a following within those topics and then slowly branching out to other stuff that you are learning over the, over the time. Yeah, really good advice there. Really focus on the topics 
where you're an expert, you can provide value. So uh, we, we hear this one from people that write on Quora. And so if you've listened through all of our episodes so far on this podcast, you know that it's great to be consistent. You should know you've got to focus. And then ultimately you'll become that thought leader and build that credibility. So, you know, SQ, thanks again, man, for coming on and sharing all these tips and, you know, telling us a little bit more about HREFs. Where can people find you and reach out uh, to you? Okay, you can reach me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is uh, my full name, which is difficult to pronounce. So I'm going to spell it to you. So you can find me on Twitter, uh, S-I-Q-U-A-N-O-N-G. That's my Twitter handle. All right. And uh, I'll make sure to leave that in the show notes. I'll also leave a link so you can follow him on Chorus. You can get a really good example of how he's answering questions, how he's talking about his company, which company we got to talk about uh, HREFs. So that is A-H-R-E-F-S.com. Go ahead and check it out. Go ahead over there. Uh, You guys have currently a, a pretty good offer. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Okay, so right now we have a $7 for seven days trial. Uh, if you go to our homepage, ahrefs.com, you will see the bright orange button right there. To be honest, even if you're completely new to SEO, these seven days is enough for you to, have, uh, to do enough research for the next couple of months, maybe even the next year. So check it out. Yeah, I mean, $7, I think we all got $7. That's like a two Starbucks coffees. So... Uh, maybe even one if, if you're getting that extra large. So make sure you go check it out. That's a really great deal. And again, you know, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. All right, everyone. That concludes our episode for today. Make sure that you're following him on Twitter, following him back on on Cora. And in the meantime, you can head over to Cora.com slash business to get started today. We'll see you next week.